Hello, and welcome to Whispers of Lunabelle Island. This is a horror show and may include subject matter that some listeners might find disturbing, including depictions of helplessness, drug use, and violence. If that all sounds good, then please join us. Because if these things don't scare you, then we might just discover something that does. Tanner, we need to get back to we need to get people back to work. I don't know. I don't know why you're so like beating this drum. You know, people. I'm, that's what I'm time. saying. Let's start killing them. Have like we heard from the, the Pinkertons days. lately? Roll. Huh? Have we heard from the Pinkertons Dude, lately? Uh, they're still working for Wizards of the Coast, hunting us. <laughs> Hell yeah! Bring it on. Speaking of being hunted, I um did appreciate coming back and seeing the the giant green penis on the map just absolutely spraying a torrent of what looks like blood all over the cannery. Bloody cum. You don't know. It could be cum. <laughs> Same color. Bloody right? cum. Same color as mine. Blum. Blum. <laughs> Alright, that's the episode. Whatever you're, no. whatever you're spooling up, it's not worth it. It's not even... It ended horribly. No, I'll live with it alone. I kept thinking about oh, that. Um, I think shot a half and half with a drop of Mountain Dew Code Red in it. Uh. No, no alcohol. Oh yeah. By the way, don't die. Don't put a drop of food coloring in Zane's shots. He'll get really mad. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> I don't. I and think, then he'll honestly, drop it, and then it'll spray everywhere. I didn't drop it. That was like red everywhere. Drop it. <laughs> I think I was. We thought it was a good gag, and you were. <laughs> Fired up about that. Well, I think uh, I think if for anybody who happens to be listening to this that isn't listening to the main podcast, uh, go listen to that and you'll get the context. But that was coming off of the uh, the Flint torturing the orc episode that day. And I think I was just like really like my blood. My blood pressure was just way up because of that. <laughs> Wait, what'd you yeah, put probably. in his drink? A, one drop of drop food coloring of... that was red in his um, <laughs> in his Pendleton. And he just yeah. got really just, mad. Just food I, I mean, <laughs> it was just I'd one like drop. To, I'd like to. I'd like to clarify though. Whenever I get mad like that, I'm not being serious. Mm -hmm. It's funny. No, dude, mm -hmm. that's bullshit. Because you were serious. <laughs> yeah, you were serious. Though to be fair, to play that devil's, the, devil's advocate, yeah. we were all more drunk than we thought we were, and you had a white T-shirt on, and Wes spilt it at you. That was. <laughs> um, that that was. You. That is. That continues to be my favorite t-shirt too. Like there's no red food coloring on it, so it's not ruined, but it was very close to being ruined. <laughs> I also, uh, I think I mentioned this too. I, I I don't know why, but like I've always had this thing since I was a kid. I hate getting like dye on me or like stained in any way. I don't like, I don't like being like drawn on and shit. And that's ironic because my arm is covered in tattoos, but it's different for some reason. But yeah, I don't know why. I just, it really bothers me. On the same note, I put on this black lipstick I got in the mail, and I'm pretty sure it's not coming off because it doesn't, like, it doesn't even. <laughs> it's it's interior house paint. <laughs> Welcome <laughs> to your new perma goth. <laughs> I just like sharpie right. my lips, pretty much. <laughs> okay, I don't have a good segue um, into this. Speaking of getting angry and drunk, no, oh, we're gonna hey. we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna rejoin. Uh, Rejoin whatever the hell um, Dan and Scorpion's plan is here. Uh, so you guys had like basically you just made him like a like a dirty what is that a dirty sink or something jungle juice? I don't I don't 
Kitchen. You mix an improvised cocktail off off of it. Sh- uh, it should not have a name. It doesn't deserve one, and it's horrible. And don't try this at home. Well, it's fine. Yes, I did mix like a rum and coke with a gin and tonic, I believe, and handed a, it to Dan. A leftover, like the dregs. Oh yeah, of, like, just drinks we found. Drinks. That's right. yeah. This is it's around yeah. the bar, right? Like like outside by yeah. where the smokers hang. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And they anyway. didn't even think. They didn't even look at you twice. They're they're <laughs> they're not worried about it at all. I mean, I don't know how much you want to go into this, but essentially, my plan is I want to, you know, come in the back door with actually you know what i want to come in the back door with like a lit cigarette you could probably smoke what what year is it 2000 2003 i don't know if you could smoke i mean only one way to find out yeah then they'll really notice you're there i'm pretty sure that's, that's what i was thinking pretty sure you guys got like inside and were hanging out with some people in the last episode i don't think you'd i think you were entering the bar i don't think we'd I really mean, set up anything that might be the case. I don't remember, but whatever. I'll fix it in post. It's fine. Yeah. The plan um, is just to find the drunkest kind of group of people hanging out and befriend them and buy a bunch of shots and just kind of gaslight them and be like, sorry, I had to go drain the willy. <laughs> I think I got next round of shots and then buy a round of shots. But unfortunately, Dan can't said he wasn't very good at acting drunk. So Dan's going to have to have to get real drunk. Yeah, that's the responsible thing to do when you're trying to like set up a bulletproof alibi right. for yourself. I'm not to... gonna pretending, so I'll actually do it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, but, I, think, uh, I think Dan sorry. would definitely be like downing this drink as fast as he could as soon as he you put it in front of him and just be like, ah, oh, I get this shit over with. And yeah, <gasps> and I don't know how much you want to go into this, but throughout the night, just I do. I want to go really deeply into it. I'll just well, like shove Dan into a table and knock a glass over. Just make ourselves really obvious as loud drunk people. Okay, well, here, let's do this. Um, so as you kind of, like, usher um, Dan into the bar, kind of, like, encouraging him, like, no, 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 like, come on, keep keep drinking, keep, like, finish that drink right now, uh, you know, and Dan's just choking back this, like, kind of, like, pallid, lukewarm um, blend of uh, gin and tonic and, you know, probably, like, whiskey and Coke or something like that. At least it's uh, quarter water. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> You're, uh... Your question about the smoking thing is, is answered pretty quickly. You walk in and this is a pretty like, you know, cozy, but also definitely like hole in the wall kind of, you know, bar. It's there's sort of a haze of smoke hanging over the whole establishment. Um, and it's it's not super busy. There's not a ton of people, but it's definitely not like quiet either. It's it's, you know, kind of later in the evening a little bit. There's definitely people who've gotten off of work or finished, you know, their daily chores and stuff now just going for a going for a drink. Um, so there's a couple of different groups of people and you see a uh, Ironically, one of like the younger people on the island um, tending the bar is like, a, and she's like, you know, kind of like maybe like in her late forties, um, sandy blonde hair, just kind of wiping down the bar, and she gives you guys a nod as you come in through the back door, but it doesn't even really regard you regard you like um, a whole lot because you know she's busy and you aren't coming in through the front door, and she's just sort of like not too concerned with your presence. So yeah, what do you guys uh, want to do from here? I think Dan's just gonna like talk loudly about his his sort of issues with Ella, not in like a downer way necessarily. It would just be like, I don't know, score, but I think I might have to leave her ass. <laughs> might be smart to shut shop you. I'm telling you, man, that bitch is no good. And I'm gonna scan the bar and I'm gonna look for 
just the drunkest sort of the loudest group of people, I guess. The the seemingly most rambunctious. I'm not looking for anybody who's like, you know, blackout drunk. Well, I mean, maybe. Who's the drunkest like group of people in this bar? Sure. You see, um, like off in the corner, yeah, there's like uh and these are the guys that are probably like kind of regarded you guys the least when you came in because they're definitely locked into their own conversation and you know they're being like a little bit rowdy one of them kind of like at some point just gives one another one a shove and like almost falls off the chair and then they have a big laugh about it perfect how many are there in the group approximately there's four four people sitting around one of the round tables kind of in the back corner and be like turn to Dan and be like soldier why don't <clears throat> excuse me I'm not used to the scorpion voice anymore. I'm out of out of practice. <laughs> yeah, if you need a minute to remember what it is, please go ahead. <laughs> That's the up nailed it. <laughs> All right, man. I think I, I think I got where we need to go. Do me a favor. Go get shit. Oh Jesus! Go get six <laughs> shots of tequila. Go <laughs> get shit shot of shit. <laughs> go get a shit shot. Go, go to bathroom. Take a dump immediately. <laughs> All right, you got a score. Don't tip poorly, but don't tip too well. Nah, just enough the bartender notices me. Right. I got you, bro. I'll see you over there. And I'm gonna stumble my way over there and uh, just sort of like almost in an intimidating way uh, use kind of my strength and my physicality of how I look kind of gruffer and I'm just gonna like kind of push my way into the crowd of people and just be like, You've always sound like you could use another drink. <laughs> Round on me and my buddy. Um, yeah, so the you kind of like you, you're good at kind of picking out like, you know, I don't know. He's like, say, like the alpha of the group, I guess. And um, quickly, this dude uh, and he's he's like kind of a bigger guy, pretty built, um, locks eyes with you and just says, uh, well, if there is one way to introduce yourself, you know, I've had words from you out of towners. Well, I heard people who live on islands can drink like fish. Am I right? Well, I'm sure you've heard fish is kind of our bread and butter out here, but yeah, I would say that that's an accurate assessment. And he kind of uh, leans over and, like, catches uh, the bartender's um, attention and says, uh, Sarah, this guy's buying five shots of tequila. You know, make it, uh, make it the good stuff. And kind of gives you a smile obviously like a cockier one and yeah. i just look back make eyes with dan dan who has just ordered six shots of mid-tier tequila is like turns back <laughs> to the bartender and is like make that the good stuff man please <laughs> all right and i mean we're gonna proceed to drink with these guys and scorpion in particular is pushing them to drink a lot like and and as they drink later you know get around to shots after everybody's taken it, take his and maybe Dan's and just be like, hey, man, you're going to take your shot. Just just try to make these guys black out. Sure. And also trying to get noticed. So we have an alibi that can't exactly pinpoint what times we were here. Yeah, Dan's well, just going to um, go ahead. I was just going to say just at random points through the like evening or whatever. Uh, Dan's just going to like not again not trying to bring the conversation down but just like say stuff that people might remember like man scorp i'm not even sure that kid's mine 
You want to get them right. inve- invested a little bit too, yeah. Yes. Yeah, so I, I like the idea I, of that he's like, you're putting this out there, but you, like, you're like, it's all a ruse. Like, you don't actually believe it yourself. You're just like, <laughs> um, if I'm go- if I'm going too far ahead of your plans, or Zane, stop me. But eventually, in the night, when Scorpion and Dan are drunk, like stinking drunk, everybody's drunk. Scorpion, Scorp's gonna turn to Dan and be like, "All right, God damn it, it's time. You ready? What, what, what you got? What you got, Scorp? Hit me, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> no question yeah, from Dan. And just like whole shoots him, wipe the table. Well, he <laughs> shoots beautiful. Uh, hit, hit, hit me right in the kidney. Give me your best shot. <laughs> Lacerate my kidney entirely with a nine millimeter bullet. I'll remember that. Oh. And I'm okay. I'm down to take some damage if I have to. Yeah, well. sure. How I'll about a um, punch by Dan? I want to say Dan's trying to throw a rollable punch ish, so maybe not too much damage. I mean, we're hammered. Yeah, right. we are. Try, I said trying. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, like, yeah, go ahead and make, like, uh, what would that just be a, I mean, you're not trying to do damage, but you're trying to make it look good, right? I mean, unarmed yeah. combat, probably. Yeah, yeah. Give me How a does swing. unarmed combat even work in this game? We got it, don't worry. Uh, there is a skill for unarmed combat. Yeah, there's yeah. a skill. Yeah, there is. It's called unarmed Unarm- combat. Roll is it just melee? It's unarmed combat. It's a specific. Yeah, it's, 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 uh, hand, uh, melee combat and unarmed no, ass, I see it. Okay, cool. Ass to mouth combat. Oh, uh, I don't know where the roll table. <laughs> ass to ass combat. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, there we go. Yeah. Twenty under sixty for unarmed combat. Okay, cool. I'd say since that's a success, then yeah, you can, like, you manage to like make contact, but without doing like a significant amount of structural damage. Are you hitting him in the face? Is that what you're doing? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Cool. I assume yeah. we're making a scene if do I'm you, hitting him. <laughs> do you say anything like while while you do this, or are you just cold cocking him? Um. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? You want Scorp? You know what, bud? I think I think what I think it might be you. Is that what? Your kid? My kid? That I just sent off to boot camp? I hit him. And damage his face top strength scored, just so you know. Okay. I mean I would say since you succeeded, uh Scorp, you'll just take one bludgeoning or one damage, essentially. And I think maybe to your surprise, since Scorpion wasn't expecting this narrative, you hear him say, Vanessa? And then boom, get punched. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> okay, so yeah, as soon as as soon as that happens, uh, Scorpion, your face just like, you know, slams down on the table. Are you guys seated? I guess set up the scene a little bit for me because I want to know exactly how this is playing out. That's yeah. I think I think maybe Scorp and I were just kind of like idly standing against the back of two chairs or something like that. Yeah, just, yeah, just out so. of earshot if we're whispering, maybe. But. So yeah, Scorp, you getting nailed in the face by. Uh, sorry, I'm gonna retake that. I want to use nailed in the face. <laughs> um, getting cummed up. You getting railed in, railed in the face. <laughs> just he really just gives mm. it to you with both. You get face too. fucked straight straight to the hilt. I mean, of his fist. <laughs> fist I mean, face fucked. <laughs> He's fist your face. Uh, <laughs> uh, yes, yeah, reacting, <laughs> reacting to this uh, 
reacting to this hit by Dan, you uh, your face just hits the floor, like kind of before you even really knew what was going on, even though you were kind of expecting it. And then all of a sudden the bar just kind of goes quiet and uh, the bartender is looking over you guys, sort of sit, like trying to ascertain what's going to happen next, if this is going to be like a problem or not. And we'll come back to that because we're going to go over to Dr. Greenwood. Dr. Greenwood. Um, and the way we're going to handle this is like, you know, obviously Dan and Scorpion have been at the bar for a while at this point. This is sort of rewinding back to like when they were entering the bar and we'll kind of play things out in order. So, Dr. Greenwood, what are you doing at this point? I don't know. Um, how is the town? Like, are there people outside hanging out? Yeah, I mean, um, again, that bar Collins is just what it's called. It's got that sign above that just says Collins. Mm-hmm. Um that seems to be the most happening spot at this particular moment. Um, other than that, you see people milling about kind of like wrapping up their day. You know, there's mm-hmm. like a uh, there's the florist shop down the street that's kind of closing up a little, you know, at this point. Oh, I'm going to uh, head to the florist shop. It, it's it's closing up. I'm going to go into the florist shop. <laughs> like 15 <laughs> florals, please. No, I'll probably uh, hang out outside. Uh maybe walk around enjoy the stars um i have that uh dslr i'll start taking pictures of the uh the town at night make it look like i'm actually doing the job that we're telling people that we're doing and it's um yeah it's a little it's earlier in the evening so it's like i'm trying to remember what time we established last time when you guys were leaving the estate but i'd say it's about like 6 p.m at this point Mm mm-hmm yeah no I'll, i'll start doing that and i'll Ask, you know, if someone walks by, I'll ask them about, like, oh, what is this building? Blah, 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 you know. Okay. And then uh, I'll be taking pictures and kind of just walking around outside. And I'm just thinking to myself, well, if we're going to establish an alibi, might as well do what we said we're supposed to be doing. So that's what I'll be doing. I mean, that's... Excuse me. Yeah? That's uh, that's fair. (laughs) (laughs) Got a bubble in my throat. Leave me alone. No. (laughs) Yeah. And, um... Yeah, at this point, too, uh, you're milling around. I mean, um, and remind me again, uh, Maya and Ronnie, what was like your original plan when you started walking north? We were going to the library, I think. Mm -hmm. I think it was closed. Yeah, I think think that we ran into um, Rowan. We ran into Nolan. 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 And he told us it would be closed. And then, yeah. Yeah. And then he seemed spooked. So we talked to him, and then all that Mm. stuff happened. I was just trying to remember what your guys' original plan was because, yeah, um, uh, Dr. Greenwood, why don't you go ahead and give me an alertness? Oh, shit, son. What is my alert, alertness? 61. I got a, I got a 42 under 61 there, sir. Good, Good, solid roll. Um, I would say probably while you're milling around town, um, my, uh, Agent Oakley and, uh, Ronnie are, They've kind of walked up north, and they're a bit of a ways away from you, but you do notice at some point they sort of, like, disappear into, uh, like, a darker alley, and it looks like they might have been talking to somebody, but it's oh, hard to tell from your distance. That's concerning. I'm going to mosey on over to that alley. Okay. I'm going to, like, do the, the sneaky toes once I get, like, towards the alley. 
It'd be incredibly conspicuous, dude. <laughs> Pretty much. Out of town, creeping around <laughs> yeah. the town with a camera through dark alleys. Yeah. I think that's a good way to establish an alibi. Hey, I know where he was. He was right there. He was not at the Strickland to say. He was in a woman's bathroom. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay. Well, then, yeah, we will transition over to Agent Oakley and uh, Ronnie. Ronnie, To to be fair, I'm trying to be stealthy. Uh, Ronnie. Evans. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. That one. (laughs) Ronnie. Ronald Evans. Ronald Evans. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, as Doctor Greenwood is closing the distance between this uh, corner that he just watched his team members disappear around, um, these this grizzled middle-aged hunter Nolan is leading you guys down this alley, and the sun's sort of like not setting yet, but it's definitely like going down behind the trees, so it is a little bit difficult to see back here, and um, he's moving. Not incredibly quickly, but definitely with purpose at this point. So you guys following him? You, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, okay. And as he's leading you guys down this alley, he turns over his shoulder and just says, uh, "You know, I don't really know if I can trust you guys, but you seem like I don't know. You kind of seem like the people to talk to about this right now." So. It's just the dark space in between a couple of buildings. So when he rounds another one, um, he leads you to the back of this uh, smaller building and um, turns back to uh, face you guys. And at this point, Dr. Greenwood, I'd say you're approaching that spot that you saw them um, disappear off the main street. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, back uh, back where Nolan's at, he says, um, okay. Well, so... Where do I even start with this? The so when I process game, um, usually I hang them up and it's a long, you know, like messy process. But uh, I drain the blood out of the you know arteries in the neck out into several buckets, and then after I'm done processing the meat, I take those buckets down to a drainage ditch and dump them, and that's pretty common occurrence i usually bag game every evening i process game uh later that evening and then i take the blood out in the morning but and he kind of like looks around it's just a couple days ago i went to go load the buckets into the truck and they were all knocked over and that by itself isn't weird um i figured it was you know kids or wild animals or something um but it happened again the next morning and then it kept happening the morning after and the morning after that and that's by itself isn't crazy but it is the beginning of a pattern so I decided that it might be a good idea to buy a large rain barrel uh, from the Collins store it seals up nice and tight so you know uh, no chance of any animals or anybody knocking it over even if it got knocked over it wouldn't break the seal and I figured that was that, but and you can tell he's getting like really kind of nervous now. And he says, uh, "Well, following morning, uh, after I filled up the barrel, um, well, maybe it's better if I just show you." And he turns towards this shed um, and goes to remove a key from his pocket, and he's heading towards the padlock. Um, who has a higher alertness? I don't think it's me. Uh, I have a fifty. Okay. I have a 61. Um, well, you're not there yet. Oh. Uh, 
Go ahead and roll it. That's all right. That's a fail. 59 over 50. Okay. And that's... You don't even really have time to kind of process the scene around you before he pops the uh, padlock off this door and opens this creaky wooden shack. And inside this shed, uh, you see a like a blue kind of big you know 55 gallon rain barrel but it has just been ripped open and it is covered in blood ripped open in what way um if you didn't know any better it kind of looks like it was cut open several sharp objects like a knife could be knife um it doesn't look as clean as maybe it would be with a knife and it looks and when I say ripped open, I mean, it, it wasn't just like scored open gently. It looks like like there are sh- kind of like twisted and mangled shards of plastic hanging off of this thing in different directions. Does it look more like animalistic or like, a, I mean, I guess it probably you could just say it looks kind of like a desperate attempt or I don't know. And after a moment of thinking about that and after a moment of Nolan collecting himself, looking at this barrel he points down to several of the openings and says the thing that's really got me concerned is that you remember the morning that we met at the songbird of course these these look a lot like the marks that we saw on the tree out there from your cougar and he kind of like laughs a little bit so you think an animal did this? I mean, uh, that would be my guess, but I mean, you tell me what what animal could do something like this. That's a lot of damage. You seem pretty spooked. I'm guessing you don't think of any an- you can't think of any animal you think would do it. You're more familiar with them, aren't you? I would tell you that I don't think anything that I've ever seen on this island could even come close to damaging a container like this. I mean, these things are thick-walled plastic. They're meant to, you know, preserve water for years. They're meant to hold off the elements. It's no cougars doing this. <laughs> and, uh, um, Maya, what is your, uh, either like your human or perhaps your psychotherapy? I'd say probably human. 70? 70. You can tell he wants, you can tell he's kind of like holding something back, but you're not sure what. Hmm. Then maybe she'll just, maybe can I also use my psychotherapy to try to just kind of be like, and like, what what else? Yeah, so you just want to basically just say it, indicate like, that I like, know he's holding back, I guess. Okay, I mean, yeah, or uh, persuade I mean, how, or something. How, how would how would Maya like address this from like more of like? I mean, I'm assuming she kind of take like a more therapeutic stance on it, like she's trying to mm-hmm. like help him, right? Yeah. And Doctor Greenwood, I would say at this point you're you've kind of lost the trail because they ducked around another corner, but you can hear voices. I'll walk towards the voices. Um. Maya will she says you've come this far don't you want to share the rest 
He, uh, yeah, go ahead and give me a psychotherapy roll. Okay. Actually, I, what is your psychotherapy? 70. Go ahead and roll it. Okay. I have to get my dice. Okay. I forgot to set them up. No worries. Well. I can roll for you. I have a D10 right here. While well, Maya's kind of talking yeah, to him. Yeah, roll a D10. You fail. Or no, you win. Never mind. I was thinking about that background. I was trying to make a dumb joke, but Tanner reminded me that I don't know the rules of this game. So you win. It's actually, it's more based than you don't know how to count. You know, I told you that in confidence. <laughs> kind of, uh... Kind of Zane, can you, you do my taxes, like please? I know I am <laughs> literally incapable of doing it. And I don't know what any of these symbols mean. <laughs> what are you saying, Latar? I was just going to say, while Maya is engaging him in conversation a little bit more, We're Ronnie's going to move in combat. and start looking closer at the barrel. Okay, cool. And I'm going to propose to engage him. Wow. <laughs> so he's, 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 I'm so confused right now. <laughs> this is the scariest, happiest day of my life. I'm ready with my roll whenever. Yes, give it to me. Got a 51 under 71 because I Hell failed my yeah. psychotherapy before, so I have that weird one point in there. Nice. Well, I mean, it didn't help you here, but, you know. Um... Yeah, he just he just kind of like takes him in and just like laughs to himself again, pretty nervously. And just says, looks at the barrel and looks back at you, Maya, and just says, "You're gonna think I'm crazy, but so when I bring the containers out here, I, I just leave them like right where you're standing, and they were knocked over, but." there wasn't and this kind of corroborates like sort of something that maybe you noticed in passing Latar or uh, Ronnie even though uh, you technically failed that role I don't see any blood on the ground whatever was doing this I don't know was taking it somewhere or, or drinking it why would you say I'm, drinking it like I said I, I don't know I don't want to seem crazy. I'm jumping to conclusions here. I don't have an answer, but I think we're getting closer, and I don't think you're crazy. And uh, at this point, he kind of like, I don't know, tenses up a little bit and just says, look, you got to understand you guys showing up here. I mean, this this happened the morning that you arrived here on the island. It's This can't be a coincidence. And you have that I don't know, that overhead map of the island. Who who are you guys? What is this? What's happening here? We're helping. Look, I, I want to be straight with you, but if you can't be straight with me, then maybe we don't have anything more to talk about. If I and could, yeah, you, well, before he goes, it's like, just like, if we could tell you, we would. It's just not that simple. But, um. When he kind of like 
again adopts a little bit more of a defensive position and says, "Look, there's there's something here that's dangerous, and it scares the shit out of me. But I'm gonna figure out what it is, and I'm gonna do that with or without your help." And he, at this point, uh, Doctor Greenwood, I think you're coming around the corner and you see this happen, and um, you see this conversation kind of like this tense conversation. Uh, and um, you see Nolan just turn and head to the back door of this uh, this like hunting shack butcher shop. Like he's heading farther in, or he's turning and walking up the opposite. He's turning and walking towards the back door to go inside. Is that towards where Ronnie went with the bucket? It's um. There's like the back door that goes into the main building, and then off to your left, there's like a de- like a small detached little shed, and inside that shed is where the uh, so where he, the rain. He's not going into is. the shed. He's going to the other door no no he's he's just going back inside could i say something before he leaves or is it too late no you, you, you can say something before he leaves i just want to say our interests align nolan don't count us out and he kind of coldly but still turns back to you and says look if you need my help you know where to find me and he unlocks the door, goes inside, shuts the door behind him, and you hear a summary click as he locks it behind himself. We have like we have cell phones, right? And you have radios. Radios. Yeah, there's definitely no cell reception out here. Mm. Do I pick up any details looking over this barrel? Um. Yeah, I mean, like it's not hard to see. Excuse me. Um, just giving a visual assessment. Yeah, it's definitely it's definitely a rain barrel. It's been forcibly ripped open. Um, by what it's kind of hard to tell, but there are essentially like three main punctures that kind of like rip down the side of it and create a sizable hole in the side. And the inside and like the surrounding area in this um in this shed are just like covered with obvious blood spatter. And the inside of the barrel is also just like completely covered in you know dried crusty blood there's the the like cuts are look like they were done from the outside though yeah I mean the the uh, plastic has been pulled outward whereas if it was if it it given a cursory assessment it definitely looks like something cut its way into its barrel as opposed to out could I look around for like maybe like a trail of like if the blood leads like to a trail like where it went whatever did this um yeah why don't you go ahead and give me a survival check Dr. Greenwood you're definitely arriving at this point okay I'll walk up that's a fail 97 over 50 I mean, it kind of seems in line with what he was saying, and he's, you know, Nolan's also a very accomplished, like, survivalist and hunter, so he's, um, that that sentiment definitely rings true when he says, like, it's odd that there isn't more blood around here, considering the volume of this barrel, and you can tell by looking at it, it probably wasn't full when it was ripped open, but, um, it's definitely, uh, I mean, there's definitely a lot of blood in there, and there's a remarkable lack of blood in the surrounding area. 
Especially since it hasn't rained since you guys got to the island. What's going on over here? Oh, no, sorry. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Dad, <laughs> nothing! <laughs> What's uh, going on over here? We were speaking with Nolan. He kind of left us behind, though. What happened? Ronnie will kind of nod at the bucket. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Did he have any good input to give? He's scared. Hmm. He also seems like he might do something stupid. And I don't know if he really trusts us either, so... It's a difficult situation, I think. Hmm. Do we want to make him trust us, or make it so at least he won't do anything? I mean, how would you do that? The best you could do is try to be kind and understanding of his fear, and I tried that. Best we can do is be honest with the man. Honest? You think that's wise? (laughs) No. I don't think that's wise, but... When we get in trouble, I don't even know what that... What happens to us? Well, look at it logically. Who's going to believe him? That's true, but the people that... If he's scared, other people could be scared, and that could create hysteria. I don't know if I didn't say it was a wise thing. I just told you that's another option. I don't know how we're going to do it, Freddy, but regardless of how, we need to figure out a way to get him to stand down. We don't want him running off on his own, getting hurt. I'm not against telling him the truth. I don't want him to get hurt either. I just don't know if telling him the truth will save him from being hurt. You know we've we've been through at this point. Hmm. I wonder if he'll work blindly instead of having to be informed. If we ask him to do something. Blind. He seems... Oh, God. No, you go. He seems willing to to help, at least. I don't well, think he'd do anything blind till he trusts us, though. Well, I don't think he's going to do anything tonight. Seem to be locked in his house. I heard a little of your conversation. He doesn't seem like he's intent on acting immediately. I do want to continue to build trust no matter how that comes up, I think. He's a valuable person to know on this island. Yes, he is. We can't save him from what he's already seen. Well, what does he say they've seen? I heard something about a barrel. I mean, take a look. Blood going missing and this damage. Interesting. Um, Through my knowledge of the military or doctoring or ah, probably more military, um, can I assess this damage to see if it was made by a like a knife or a machete or even a sword or something? So what I'd really be looking for is are they congruent cuts like it was one tool? 
or are they consecutive cuts like someone slashing sure um i mean just kind of looking at this and i don't think it takes well i guess are you just trying to determine exact like get a better picture of exactly like how maybe with what sort of tool somebody would have used to tool or not tool reach this thing yeah well does it look like a bear paw you know something like that yeah um Mm -hmm. so it looks like and that's that's actually a pretty like close accurate assessment it looks like this thing was punctured and then pulled so it's not like a straight slash or a cut necessarily as more of it is just like it looks like it was stabbed like pierced with something relatively sharp and then like pulled open with a pretty great deal of force scorp what's up can i play teacher's pet here for a second oh absolutely um should they be rolling sanity rolls for seeing this you know i was now nah. i was thinking about that i don't think that this Seems and i don't know i mean like unnatural. i don't know where you land on yeah that's something that's interesting is i don't know exactly where you land on that like this is definitely somebody has transported roughly anywhere from 20 to 40 gallons of blood without a drop that's true there is that part of it this is always where i kind of struggle on this is that like i can't you know given the situation like yeah that's that's congruent with all the other weird shit you guys maybe have experienced but like i view sanity checks as like you're witnessing something that almost just like you can't rationalize or explain with science there's not necessarily i mean mean, sanity is also like violence Mm -hmm. there's ways to do that too where you're like you at most take like a a point you know you can be like oh you took one point you know like well and also and i'm not trying to you know you don't want to give them sanity checks that's fine but i would say due to the past of these operators they're more prone to jump to illogical conclusions of something like this. I have PTSD from it. Right. right. You have a full-on panic attack and shit your pants. Take All right. five sanity damage. Cool. Take I won. five pants shitting damage. Um, no, yeah, and I, I, I... The thing is, too, and this is, like... I don't want to, like, give away anything, but it's, like... There's going to be lots of opportunities for other sanity checks coming up in this story. Sure. So, um, and also we've already got through pretty much the whole thing. I don't know if I might cut this or whatever, but uh, I just, I want them to take sanity damage because in one fell swoop, they blew our cover and told the most equipped man to kill somebody that something's <laughs> out there and that we are friends mysteriously. <laughs> they blew our cover. <laughs> yeah. There is no way he thinks we're a documentary crew anymore. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, that. Well, that's why I was thinking, what if we just tell him the truth? What if we scare him into compliance? Yeah, meanwhile, Scorpion is taking a shot with Dan, and he looks at him, and he goes, I don't know why, but I feel like I'm going to have to kill that noble guy. (laughs) The whole time, like, Ronnie was, like, listening to the conversation, she's trying to let uh, Maya do her thing, but she was sitting there going back and forth in her head, like, should I try to jump in? She's got it. I mean, should I try to jump in? in? That, no, she's got it. I feel like Maya probably gave you a couple looks, like would say something and look at you, be like, "Yeah, 
You probably okay, saw anyway. Ronnie glancing at you, like giving you kind of like, "Are you sure?" Looks. <laughs> I mean, didn't Maya's didn't further cement, no, I'm not like, sure, cement his way. suspicions of you guys just like looking at each other every time he asks a question. <laughs> well, and in, in Maya's to defense too, that you know, the the truth, or at least an allusion to the truth, can be a really powerful tool for getting somebody on your side. I'm so trying to get him to trust us, yeah, at all. With, as long with as we don't tell lie. him, as long as we don't tell him about Delta Green. Yeah, we can. We have the liberty to do that. Yeah. Hmm. Well, and I think that that again, that sentiment does kind of ring true in your head, maybe during this engagement too. Is that like this would be a very good, like a very good resource. You know, no one would be a very good person to have on your side. However, you do know that like rule number one, two, and three of going on these missions at this point is that you are trying to contain this as much as possible. But he's already he's already been exposed, so it's like at this point, like, is it worth it to like well, I mean at least the, make an ally even if we don't completely blow recovery? The other kind of side your of it is trying to convince character. him that he's just like paranoid and like it's totally normal, like what were you thinking? This is nothing. Someone's playing or, a prank on you. Or Close or, a loose end. Yeah, no. You know, that, too that's bad, you know, not unfortunate hunting going. accident. <laughs> that's why they put Scorp on this mission. Ronnie's gonna be suspicious if you shoot him. We need you to suplex him off of the third rope. <laughs> yeah, just embarrass him. Unfortunate. At, uh, WWE uh, Super <laughs> Slam. Socially kill him. Socially right. kill. Him. Yeah, attack his reputation. And that's why all our personalities have different ways of handling things. <laughs> That's, no, that's what makes it that's interesting. That's what I'm making like an executive decision. I'm going to go knock on his door. Okay. To answer your question, Tanner, uh, no, I'm not going to make anybody a sanity check. But this is pretty okay. fucking close to it, though. The last time I'm ever playing Teacher's Pet. Yep. Good. I am now Teacher's Nemesis. <laughs> Which is, you know, if you have a cat, is kind of the same thing. It's a pet that's and a nemesis. very true. Okay, you're going to knock on the door? Absolutely. Dr. Okay. Is it a nice? Is it a? Is it? A, is it like a like a courteous courteous knock? Or are you do, like banging do, 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 on this fucking do, shit with your do, fist? Do. Yeah, I I, I I I do the knock knock knock. You know, not like ah! yeah. <laughs> um, I'm not trying to break down his damn door. Uh, give me an alertness roll. Uh, what if I meet? Because I got sixty one at sixty one. I think that's a success, isn't it? Woo! I think. Correct me if I'm wrong, anybody? I don't remember. I think it's... I'm going to say it's a success. Yeah. Woo! It might be a fail. Yeah. You're a fail. Ronnie comes up next to Freddy <laughs> as he's knocking and is like, Sorry, you think he'll let person. me use his toilet? I <laughs> <laughs> really got shit. No, fucking Can I use this bucket? Open. There's already a hole in it. Yeah. yeah. Uh-oh. Uh. I'm going to call it a success. That might be wrong, but just remember that if I ever say it's a failure okay. in the in the you know, okay. subsequent episodes. Fickle um, GM. Remember that I God was meat. merciful. <laughs> God meat? What? Yeah. That's what GM means. God, God meat. meat. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you guys didn't know that? No gods, only meat. <laughs> <laughs> only meat forgives. <laughs> anyway, um... So you knock on the door and a couple of moments of silence pass and you can hear what sounds like movement inside, but it's not coming to the door. And you figure that he probably can hear you and he's just ignoring it. I'm going to knock louder and I'm going to say, Nolan, I'd like to talk to you, please. Another couple of moments of silence pass and you hear from inside. 
I already talked to your friends. I gotta wrap up this. I gotta wrap up the shop for the night. That's fine. Back in the this morning. is nope. This is important. Luck, or something. <laughs> Persuade. It's gonna shoot Look, you there's... through the door. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, a couple more moments of silence passing. He, he says. Look, I told your friend, you guys aren't being straight with me. Well, if you want me to be straight, open this damn door and let's have a conversation. Yeah, you kind of hear, like, what's your persuade? Oh, Jesus, I don't know. 23, baby. 23. For the record, this is a terrible idea. Oh, it is. <laughs> this is the worst idea I've ever heard in my yeah. life. Congratulations. I mean, yeah, roll it. 14 Maya, under 23, baby. I was going to say, Maya's going to help I've... you like, Nolan, honey, you're going to have to come out. Sweetheart. <laughs> Your friends want to play. <laughs> we want to play. So come play with us, Nolan. Come play with us, Nolan. <laughs> so Dr. Greenwood, after you kind of like, almost like issue this command, you hear like a moment of silence and then you hear pretty deliberate footsteps approaching the door. You hear the lock open up and the door swings open abruptly and it's no one standing there. And you can tell that you, it's tough to say if you if this was already the case beforehand, but he has a very large 45 caliber Magnum strapped to his hip. Cool. And he, he wants you to know it's there too. And he just says, he, kind of, he looks you up and down and says, what do you want from me? Invite me inside and I'll tell you what's going on. Well, at least as much as I can. That way, you can try and trust us. Also, he's a vampire, clearly. Yeah, I know. I was thinking that. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was thinking. Invite yeah. me inside. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he's got it all mysteriously missing, and then this nice gentleman asked me to invite <laughs> yeah. him inside. And then, invite you know, what? me inside it's, so we could talk about fine. your missing nah. blood. <laughs> uh, um, I'm tempted. Mm shoot him you know what yeah that's that's fine um shoot him <laughs> yeah uh nolan looks at you and he looks over to you ronnie and glances over at you maya looks back to you dr greenwood and says fine come inside thank you awesome can i use your toilet <laughs> <laughs> I don't have one. I don't believe in them. <laughs> poop and I only had the barrel. barrel and it's gone now. It was blood and poop. <laughs> this one was full of. Yeah, I haven't showed you the second barrel yet. Bloop. <laughs> but, oh, God. Oh, my God. I'm going to walk inside so, yeah. deliberately. All right. So, yeah, you guys walk inside. He takes a moment and you might even not notice this because it's fairly quick, but he looks around you know, at the surrounding area before he closes the door. Meanwhile, back at Colin's bar. So like I was saying, I feel like I'm going to have to kill that Nolan guy. <laughs> um, no, we just got... Scorp, Scorp, I'm punching you. I just got... Hey, shut up. What? So yeah, this is this has just happened. Scorp, you've just been laid oh, the I fuck got, out. Right. Yeah, <laughs> laid the fuck out by Dan Durgan. And... There's kind of this like this air of silence that goes over the entire bar really quick and the vibe shifts dramatically. 
and everybody's quiet for a second. And then the guy in the group that you kind of picked out as sort of the de facto leader, he just kind of takes a step back and says, oh, shit. <laughs> uh, and he has a good chuckle with his with his buddies and they, they're 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 eagerly gathered around seeing if you guys are going to keep fighting or not. He leans down to you, Scorpion. He says, "Come on, man! Are you gonna take that?" Meanwhile, the uh, meanwhile the the bartender too yells over and at the guy just addressing. He says, "Joe, stop antagonizing! Don't encourage them, please." He looks at Dan, incredibly serious. He goes, "Fuck you, man!" and storms out the bar. You see the bartender kind of breathe a sigh of relief and. This guy, Joe, who I'm sure you probably have learned his name at this point, maybe throughout the night. He just says, oh, man, I thought we were about to have some entertainment here. So did I. That guy's a fucking <laughs> joke. Got, can I get one more of those to go, man? You're damn, you're damn right, Dan. You know what? Here, Sarah, I got I got the next round. And, and a Molotov cocktail flies into the window. <laughs> it's made out of gin and tonic and <laughs> Jack Daniels. <laughs> Not just. Splatters all over the floor. Doesn't do anything. It puts out the rag immediately. <laughs> I forgot to turn it on. <laughs> it smells it on. bad. Light it. <laughs> you had to switch on your Molotov cocktail. <laughs> and then, um, on that note, too, uh, the bartender Sarah, uh, kind of motions for you, Dan, to come over to the bar. I walk over there. Yes, ma'am. I, I'm, I'm, I want to make you roll something because you're actually hammered right now to like even know what's going on, but I don't know what that would be, <laughs> so we're just gonna roll with it. <laughs> Um, <laughs> yeah, she says, uh, this is a mean right hook. Uh, what's, what's, what's your name? Uh, thank you, man. I'm Dan. Dan. You said your name was Sir. Sarah? Sarah? It's Sarah. It's actually a pretty easy name. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I might have heard that one once or twice. <laughs> says, uh, look, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll get some more drinks going for the boys over there, but I think you've probably had enough. Why don't you sit down and have some water? And she pours a, grabs the thing and pours a glass of water for you. Uh, I said, wait, man. Uh, do you mind pouring that into a shot glass for me? Maybe two or three. Or... She looks over at, uh, she looks over at Joe and his buddies and kind of looks back to you and just gives you a wink and, yeah, pours you like, uh, like three, like, you know, high, like double shot glasses of water. I, I much really appreciate it. I'm gonna slip her an extra five. Okay. And she says, um, that I think I'm pretty in tune with this. So I probably don't even have to ask, but you're you're the documentary group from out of town, right? Yes, man. We, oh man. Yeah, I, got, I I should probably get back to work pretty shortly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Maybe you might want to sleep this off first. I don't know. I don't know if you're holding a camera, but you don't look like any state to be doing that kind of work at the moment oh, it's just great it gives you a little shaky <laughs> camera effect it's great at night it's super spooky <laughs> it's, it really ramps up the tension <laughs> they, they pay me extra when I film drunk she says uh, look I, I gotta ask are you and your are you and your buddy gonna be okay because we don't we don't need any more of that in here tonight oh, oh we'll, we'll be alright I was he seems it's a little inside joke ahead. we have so it's an odd culture out there. <laughs> she kind of smiles and says, "He 
Kind of looks like a rough customer, and she like motions to her neck like she's talking about the scorpion tattoo. This is a. I'm, I'm sure this probably isn't the first time this has happened. Oh nah, nah. Me and him, we mix it up every other night. But nobody ever gets hurt. <laughs> well, here's your uh, here's your drinks, and she gives you another wink as she slides the the shot glasses of water to you, and she says, "Um, if you're looking for uh." If you're looking for good uh, places to check out on the island, have you been up to the the north side around Bright Bell Lake yet? Uh, Bright Bell Lake? No, I, I can't say I have. I, I heard something about a lake. I meant to check it out. I'm going to get some good shots, but I don't know what time of day is best. What do you think? Uh, I mean, you can't go wrong with sunrise. I kind of fancy myself a photographer for a time, but, you know, kind of left that behind for obviously more economical pursuits and she motions to like the bar and the bartending that she's doing says um there's some uh some really good like houses up there they got good view of the lake and everything if you go in the morning it's it's a it's kind of a sight to behold i haven't been up there in a while but i had a i had a friend that used to live up there when i was a kid and used to go up there all the time she kind of trails off obviously like remembering fonder times Ah, you've been here your whole life, huh? Well, look, uh, speaking of economical pursuits, uh, you ever want to maybe sell some photos you have from up there? Uh, I was staying up at the... the, the Songbird? Yeah, you know the place. I... <laughs> <laughs> you're staying... Yeah, yeah, you're staying up at the only inn on the entire island, <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, come, come on up when I'm not looking like this and uh we'll, we'll have a chat i'll pay you good for you know, things get slow i might take you up on that and what's your um what's your human skill it's probably not great right uh, it is minus 20 to skills when drunk just so you know <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so minus <laughs> minus 10 my negative 10 yeah you yeah. punch her in the face <laughs> <laughs> but for what it's worth dan is actually offering to buy photos like that yeah feels like that would be a good move like somebody walking around talking about oh yeah they bought some photos from me for the documentary she's she smiles to you and she smiles kind of warmly but maybe even with your negative 10 human you can tell that there's kind of something else behind that smile and she says you know you maybe you go ahead it's i haven't been up there in a while and i don't know if i'm really ready to go back and she kind of like nods to you and goes back to restocking the bar. I think you kind of, ma'am. I oh shit, which of these shots was mine? Which, which three? <laughs> now she <Dan>. laughs. <laughs> yeah, I think Dan walks back over the table and like sets it down and grabs his three and just pounds them back to back. Like, do do do. Woo! And then runs out the door. Just, <laughs> just leaving everybody else their shots. <laughs> yeah, Joe and his buddy is just like, th thank you. <laughs> Man, we got to get more people like them around here. That was the best, <laughs> that was the most entertaining show I've had with my drinks in months. But yeah, I mean, like, for all intents and purposes, I mean, Scorp, you get this impression. Maybe, uh, Dan, you get a little bit more. You've definitely made your presence known here tonight. Yeah, and as Dan runs out the front door he sees like runs right past me leaning back against the wall smoking a cigarette and just like 
Hell of a right hook there, soldier boy. Knock me flat on my ass. <laughs> Sorry, man. I, I, was, I was trying to hold back. But... You punched no, him again. It was good. It was good. You know what? I think the best part about this is despite us being drunk, we have really cemented that we are just some documentary film crew here with no <laughs> other reason and nobody suspects any weird behavior indisputable absolutely we did bro. a really good job despite holds being up blackout drunk holds know? up to the closest scrutiny really <laughs> you know what else Gorp? that that sarah girl was really smiling at you back there and you remember when i offered to sell her the pictures i think she likes you bud <laughs> not my type <laughs> all right so yeah, it's about eight PM at this point. Um, the uh, <laughs> they got, they got absolutely wasted in two hours. I mean, they were just it's, fucking it's, power Jesus Well, yeah, Christ. I mean that was the goal, right? It was. It was. I mean, we were trying to spend time there. Oh yeah, okay. So whatever. It's, it's closer to it's closer to nine PM. Then. Yeah, it was like know. they they showed up at seven, drank fifteen shots, got a fight, and left. I mean, it was about it was about six PM when you guys showed up in town. So if we if we call it like eight thirty now, that was probably a pretty good like if your guys' goal was to get drunk which it sounds like it was and make an impression you guys accomplished that <laughs> also dan oh. hasn't hasn't probably drank a whole lot he like he's he's pretty fresh off deployment so i'm sure he's got a low tall honestly he probably only needed that drink score mix for him outside uh <laughs> he probably would have been good everything else is just yeah. gratuitous the super <laughs> buff scorpion's like <laughs> is lightweight oh yeah I mean, he's more like he's a machine. <laughs> yeah. He's quite, he's quite not buff. A lot of muscle. <laughs> can you guys even see the cat on my lap? No. 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 You can kind of I see, see her eyeball. Is that, oh, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Terrifying. Creepy. Just the dark shadows. All right. Well, as you guys are kind of like regrouping now outside of the bar, coming down the street you see that uh that police cruiser that pulled up in front of the estate and it creeps down the road and pulls back in next to the sheriff's office and you see the sheriff and his son get out of the car who does uh dan and scorp okay oh, perfect i think dan's just gonna like make a show of like like saying something indistinct and then like pushing Scorp and laughing like <laughs> you know see the see the sheriff and be like even an officer or just stand back to the cabin <laughs> there wouldn't be no trouble and uh Sheriff Dale McCready turns to regard you guys and just kind of gives you a friendly wave big smile says you boys uh you boys having fun tonight oh buddy this is a fun out I glad, glad you're in. Yeah, go ahead. I just scoop myself under his arm and I'm like, I'm taking him home. <laughs> well, glad to have you guys. You boys have a good rest of your night. And he gives you a little tip of his cowboy sheriff hat. And then um, at, at that point, too, is his son, Elwin, the deputy, kind of like grabs him, you know, on his shoulder and is just like, Dad, we got to come on. We got to talk. And uh, they both enter the sheriff's office and close the door behind them. I, I know feel. I'm drunk. Sorry? <laughs> I was just... Uh, a little uh, voice narration. 
Scorb, you feel uh, you feel sober enough to get up that window quiet, quiet. <laughs> I don't, what are they talking about? Well, we gotta know. We gotta know what they're talking about, boy. All right, all right. Shut up. God, relax. God, can't relax. Okay. <laughs> relax. <laughs> sit down. This is how relax. they get shot. <laughs> you, you sit here, man. I got. I have gonna. Okay. Uh, sorry, I can't access anything because Viper's clawed into my arm. Um, yeah, I think I want to. It's probably stupid, but yeah, I'm gonna try and sneak up and just just kind of peer in a window or maybe listen at a window. Yeah, I mean you're you're drunk. Your you know judgment is inhibited, so of course you're gonna yeah. do that. I'll take I'll take yeah. a I'll take a minus twenty percent, no problem. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's definitely dark at this point, so you do have the cover of night going for you. But oh, excuse me. Okay. Um, yeah, on the side of the building that the uh, the sheriff's cruiser and the deputy's cruiser are parked, there is a window, and you can kind of the lights on inside. There's not a whole lot of light out on the street, save for like a couple of you know dim street lights. So you can definitely see them in there having a conversation. Do you want to approach that window? Yeah. Okay. And you're uh, obviously trying to be stealthy, so go ahead and give me a stealth roll. Um, do I have a... Uh, I have a 70. Am I taking any penalty? Uh, minus 20 if you're drunk, right? Isn't that what okay. we established? Okay. Do I get any bonus so. from the darkness that you pointed out? Or it doesn't matter if not. I would say that if it's since it's dark and you're just rolling stealth, I would say that like if it was really light out, you'd probably take a penalty. But since you're in your optimal conditions, I would just say that that's how it's going to oh, go. That sucks. 60 over 50 in that case. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Well. So I think typically, yeah, like, well. you know, you and maybe your overconfidence being kind of drunk is kind of the thing that like ends up being your downfall is you're trying to you approach the house. OK, but then as soon as you kind of get up to the window um, you're trying to peer up over because it's sort of like a bit of a raised foundation so you kind of have to get up on your tiptoes to like see through the window and as you're doing that uh, leveraging yourself against the windowsill there's just this really loud creak noise that happens and while you're not um, you see the you see Elwyn the deputy turn and like look over responding to that creak noise and you don't get the impression that he's seen you yet but he's definitely a little more alert at this point. Take my loss. I'll go back to Dan. Okay. And yeah, as you're as you're exfiltrating from the situation, you do see he comes over to the window and is kind of like peeking out around the window. Kind of hard to see outside of a window, you know, when you're inside and it's lit, it's dark outside. But you do get the impression if you would have stayed there, he probably would have seen you. But um, what's your alertness? Twenty. 20. I mean, fuck it. Give me a roll. Take a negative 20 on it. <laughs> yeah. It much you're going you're gonna to crush this one, but fail your stealth roll. No. No, okay. 37 <laughs> over 20. Well, over Fair zero, enough. technically, since I'm here. Technically, yeah. Which I mean, makes sense. I mean, when Scorpion's yeah, you're, you're under drunk. the influence, he's, yeah. he's riding. Riding high. Well, as as you're kind of like leaving the situation, though, um, and the sheriff is or the deputies hustling over the window, you do just kind of he looks around 
like looks at the spot where he thought he heard the thing and just kind of like coughs a couple times loudly and turns and walks back over continues whatever conversation that they're having that you'll never be a part of I was never going to be able to hear it anyway I got alertness of 20 yeah fair I just would have looked at him and been like weird you're just (laughs) mashing your ear up against the window like really obviously Uh, I go back to Dan and just shake my head and I say too drunk (laughs) fair I think that Scorp Uh, would probably have a pretty good understanding of when he's too intoxicated to like do something he knows how to navigate it pretty expertly Dan just like standing up nice nice good work buddy good job thanks dude and then we'll (laughs) just stumble our way back to I guess we'll just kind of look stumble our way through town until we find the pickup truck that we all or it wasn't a pickup was it what were we no it was was a pickup it was like an old Ford F-150 yeah I'll just stumble around chain smoking cigarettes so I can find it there's a convenience store I'll stop get us a beer round us out (laughs) yeah the only uh the only place that's open at this point in the evening is is Colin's bar. All but right, um, right. that's fine. You guys are stumbling your way back to where you are pretty sure that you left the truck. And then meanwhile, back in this dimly lit hunter shack that is also a makeshift butcher shop. Um, you guys find yourself in the company of Nolan and he without really like waiting for you or like or inviting you to sit down or anything just plops himself down on this uh wooden chair off to the side next to this bench pours himself a big shot of whiskey knocks it back and looks at you guys and says all right we can start by acknowledging that thing that your buddy was shooting at wasn't a fucking cougar right he looks up at you guys. I'll look at him and I'll say, there are, is a famous quote that I read. It's that these two facts are equally terrifying, that we are alone in this universe or that we are not alone in this universe. But there's another quote that you have to be extremely naive to believe that we are the only intelligent life forms that could have evolved in this universe. I don't know what he was shooting at, but I can tell you this. There have been things in this world that can't be explained. He takes a deep breath looks at you Dr. Greenwood and says look I already asked your friends and I'll ask you and I expect I'm going to get the same non-answer but who the hell are you guys and why are you here Maya will fill in just for a second and just say I said we were here to help just to kind of fill in Freddy He doesn't even look at you. He's just locked eyes with Dr. Greenwood. Ronnie's moving towards the kitchen, assuming there's an obvious kitchen. It's a pretty small shack. There's like a couple in this room. It's obviously the biggest room in this building. There's um, there is a corner next to him. There's a couple of like 
big old refrigerators that are obviously running and then on the other end of the room there's a huge like like chest style deep freezer and then um a door next to that leads somewhere else and it's closed ronnie's gonna start poking around looking for and not hiding it just looking for like tea coffee something she could start just helping yourself Oh my god, how rude. <laughs> what is this, whiskey? Ah, that's oh, I'm going to make myself a sandwich really quick. Collins, is that cool? Collins, Nolan. <laughs> whatever your name is, I don't give a shit. Man, whatever. You named um, him and you don't know his name. Dude, I feel it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's, he's laser focused on Dr. Greenwood right now. He knows that you guys stonewalled him and he might have a chance here at getting some answers you ever serve in an infantry unit son I've been here my whole life you can probably answer that based on that information so no experience with the military look I gotta have your assurance that what we say here does not leave this cabin Look, my only interest, and he's a great guy, but Sheriff McCready, he's just waiting out the days until he can finally kick back and let his son take over, and I'm assuming you've met his son by now. Mm-hmm. He's proactive, but frankly speaking, he's also kind of an idiot. Mm-hmm. I want to help keep people here safe. And there is some kind of danger that I do not understand right now. Well, then, you'll have no problem assuring me that you won't discuss this with anybody else, correct? I don't even want to be discussing it with you right now if that answers your question, but to be more frank, no. Ah, PTSD, PTSD. Yeah, PTSD. Ah, Shoot him in the head. (laughs) You said your name was Colin. (laughs) Oh, God. Um, Sorry. So he just said that, no, he will not discuss this with anybody else. Look, uh, I don't think I ever caught your name. You can call me Fred. Fred, whatever you say to me does not leave this room. Good, because no one's going to believe you if it does. And I'm going to uh, pull up a chair and sit across from him and look him straight in the eye and I'll say, Look, I served in the military. And what I can tell you, because I'm going to be frank with you, I can't tell you everything. What I can speak to is those of us in this room with you are here for other outlying reasons beyond a documentary. And you just walk directly into it. He shoots a quick glance at everybody else in the room and back to Dr. Greenwood. And we'll pick this conversation up next time on Whispers on Louis Bell Island. <laughs> Nolan immediately shits all of his pants. 
He shits all the way down one leg, back up, and then down the other leg. Jesus, I always thought you meant every pair. Yeah. Yeah, he he shits every (laughs) pant in the room. He slowly (laughs) unfolds it and like... (laughs) Thank you for listening to the Reroll Gaming Podcast. This actual play, Whispers of Lunabelle Island, is published by arrangement with the Delta Green Partnership. The intellectual property known as Delta Green is a trademark and copyright owned by the Delta Green Partnership, who has licensed its use here. The contents of this document are copyright Zane Gehring, excepting those elements that are components of the Delta Green intellectual property. Want to follow us on social media, listen to another episode, or send us hate mail? Check out our link tree for all our info. You can find that link in the episode description. Big thanks to Tabletop Audio for producing quality RPG music and ambiance that we can use in our games. The reroll main theme and all character themes are copyright Zane Gehring. The Chronicles of Rail theme and the Frequency theme are copyright Tanner Prentice. Please consider donating to our Patreon if you liked our content. We are hell-bent on making more, and with your support, we can make a lot more. New episodes of Whispers of Ludabel Island release every Friday at 12am Pacific Standard Time. See you then.